welcome to the Edge Broadcast, Mark. Uh, hey, tonight we're going to be talking about before Atlantis. And uh, so let's just, uh, before we get going, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience here. You've never been on the show. Just who you are and what, what you do. Uh, Mark Carlotto. Um, I'm a, uh, I work in the aerospace industry. Um, I have a, a PhD in electrical engineering. I've been doing this for like 40 years. Um, and, uh, sort of outside of my day job, I've been exploring a lot of, uh, sort of edge science. Uh, oh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, alternative, uh, archaeology more recently before that, uh, I sort of cut my teeth on the face on Mars controversy back in the eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've, uh, done some uh, UFO analysis. I have, I have a book out on that. Um, uh, kind of been doing a lot of writing lately, um, trying to come up with some theories, if you will, for sort of how everything might fit together. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so anyway, so uh, that's 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 sort of it in a nutshell. Uh, I will probably get into more of it as we uh, as we talk tonight. OK, so so you're you're interested in in history, I take it. And so you got so why did you sort of pick Atlantis as a sort of a defining uh, place to start? Well, you know, it's funny. When I was a kid, I hated history. Um, all I cared about was the space program, and it was all about the future. Uh, as you get older, though, you get a different kind of perspective on things. Um, and um, I, it, it just seemed that there was, there's so much about our past that we don't really understand. You know, um, it used to be that um, archaeologists believed that our modern human civilization began in Sumer in Mesopotamia 4,000 years ago. Now it's like 10,000 BC in, in, in Turkey, uh, places like Gobekli Tepe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and it, it's, it's like, we're, we're still sort of like figuring it out. And, um, I had a different, um, just sort of stumbling upon some, uh, some interesting facts while I was, I was just planning a vacation and just looking at a lot of um, imagery from, uh, you know, I was, we were going to Mexico and I was looking at sites there and it's like, well, why aren't they aligned in ways that we are generally, uh, you know, familiar with like the, you know, pyramids in Egypt lined to the cardinal directions and so forth. Everything was aligned sort of differently. And it got me into thinking about things in a different way. And since then, uh, I've kind of come up with some different hypotheses about um, sort of how old things are based on their alignments. And that's that's really what Before Atlantis and my new book, Beyond Atlantis, is all about. Mm-hmm. Well, when it comes to history, though, isn't there always somebody that's trying to alter it and rewrite it? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I think history's always been controlled. Uh, you know, the, the history we learn about in school is, you know, that that that's that's a version of what happened in the past. But, you know, they say that uh, whoever controls history really really controls the game. Um, and uh, you know, I think I think our science, our society wants us to think we're we're like the the greatest thing on earth, but I think if you look at ancient texts and, you know, with the research I'm doing uh, and others, many others, um, it appears that we may not be the only but just the most recent uh, advanced technology on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anecdotally, we know this is true. This stuff in Egypt and 
in South America and other parts of the world, we can't figure out stones that are so big, we can't move them today. You know, fitted mm -hmm. with such precision, um, we couldn't manufacture them today. And so what's the answer to that? Well, a simple answer is it was done by somebody else. And so, yeah, uh, history is, I always thought history was objective, but I think it's very subjective. And uh, I think there's different narratives out there. Uh, but they're all open to being tested. We can test them with facts, with with data, and that's kind of what I'm what I've been doing. Mm -hmm. um, it seems to me, and I agree with you. There seems to be some advanced technology. Uh, do you think that that technology was wiped out or lost, say, after Atlantis sort of disappeared, or? Was it a cataclysmic event and then civilization started restarting around the world? How did that go? So, you know, a lot a lot of people are looking for Atlantis uh, as a place. You know, this um, this this image that Plato uh, sort of describes of these concentric sort of rings, this 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 great city, islands uh, within islands. Um, and, you know, people are still looking for that. For me, I, I think Atlantis may be more of a time than a specific place. I think it was I think it was a previous civilization that did end um, around you know ten between ten and twenty thousand years ago at the end of the last ice age. Um, and I think what we uh, have in Egypt is is sort of their legacy. Um, it's their it's their technology um, that you know in a sense we've inherited, although we still really haven't quite figured out how it works but yeah I, I think it was a cataclysm um you know the sort of the theory that's gaining a lot of steam now in in mainstream science is that um there was an event called the younger dryas which was a uh period where if you look at 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 sea levels and um global sea levels and we have you know data on that for uh at least several well for for quite quite some time, for millions of years, the date of the last uh, couple hundred thousand years is is better, more accurate. But it suggests that the amount of uh, water has changed significantly. Uh, Twenty thousand years ago, uh, sea levels were 140 meters lower than they are now, which meant there was a lot more ice. And this was, you know, during the last ice age, and 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 something happened. Um, and one theory is that it was a it was an asteroid or comet. That hit the Earth uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, and and basically uh, put an end to the civilization that existed at the time. Um, my theory is a little is a little different, it, although it doesn't necessarily say that that didn't happen. But I believe that um, it wasn't just a single event 20,000 years ago, but there's been a series of cataclysmic <clears throat> events, um, and we've mapped four or five over the last hundred thousand years uh, that are the result of pole shifts. So this is the idea with a pole shift is that the location of the North Pole actually changes. This is great. You got all the graphics there. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, that one's going to keep moving. But what it what it shows are different pole locations. And um, this is from uh, this is from the website uh, before Atlantis.com, which is my blog. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a number of articles there that your listeners can um, can check out um, and what it what this graphic shows is the result of pole shifts um, 
basically shifting what was at the North Pole to a lower latitude. And so when that happens, uh, when that happens, whatever's at the North Pole, namely ice, mm -hmm. will melt. And the theory is that uh, 20,000 years ago, there was a huge ice sheet, um, the North American Ice Age. We were all under, I live in, the, uh, in Massachusetts, we were, under, um, we were under a mile of ice here. Um, and the ice sheet extended pretty far south. Um, I think you're in Indianapolis, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So probably a little bit further south than that to around where Great Serpent Mound is yeah. um, in Ohio, yeah. around, around, that, around that latitude. Um, and, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to believe. Um, so why was there all that ice? Um, one, you know, the, the mainstream theory is that it was because Earth was colder and we were in this global ice age. But another theory that uh, a scientist by the name of Charles Hapgood proposed back uh, in the 50s was that um, North America had an ice age because we were shifted into, into the polar region, that um, the North Pole wasn't located in the Arctic like it is now, but it was located in Hudson Bay in Canada. Mm -hmm. And if you sort of change your frame of reference and put the North Pole in northern Canada, then all of Canada and much of North America, uh, northern, uh, the northern U.S., is in the polar zone. So that explains all the ice, because that's where the ice goes, it, it, we're, you know, at the poles, the North and South Pole. Mm -hmm. So, um, so the, the theory is that it's been a series of pole shifts that have occurred, and the last one, about 20,000 years ago, put an end to what, you know, we call Atlantis. Um, but I, I don't necessarily believe that that was a specific place or civilization. I think it was a worldwide civilization. And there's evidence throughout the world of, of, uh, of, of civilizations that all had advanced technology, technology that we really can't explain um, as stuff that existed at the end of the, um, at the late, you know, at the end of the, uh, the, uh, the Neolithic. Uh, the new Stone Age. Mm -hmm. um, so let, let, you know, let me let me try to figure this out here. I don't know if sure. kind of I'm, so I'm going to be thinking out loud here. Maybe you can help me. Okay, so okay. there's uh, an ice age. The United States is covered, and who knows how many other continents are covered. So I would say the moisture then would have to be the oceans evaporating up and coming down right. in snow. So right. wouldn't that mean there would have been more land mass? And then right. is that, am I thinking right? Yeah, that, that's, this is a great question. Um, so the amount of ice that can form at the pole depends on how much land is at the pole. If it's all open ocean at the pole, it's harder for ice to, to form over, over uh, open water. Uh, first of all, it's salt water and, you know, it freezes at a, at a much uh, lower temperature. So it takes, takes a lot for ice to form over water. Um, when, if the North Pole were in Hudson Bay, um, and I don't know if, if you can go to, I, I probably should have sent you some graphics, my, you know, my fault. But if you look at um, the globe and you look at um, the amount of landmass for a North Pole in Hudson Bay, it's a lot more than the landmass that's currently around the pole. Okay, so in other words, there was a there was a lot more land for that for that moisture that snow precip to accumulate over time, um, and 
That's why there was so much ice 20,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, so much so that the sea levels, you know, have risen 140 meters. That's, you know, that's a football field and a half. That That is a lot of water. And that's globally speaking. So if, 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 it, just theoretically, mm-hmm. if, if all the ice melted on the north and south poles, how much land would be left? Right. So, I mean, we're, that's that's kind of where we're at now. We're if you look at global sea levels, we're sort of at at the at the highest that sea levels been for for about 100,000 years. So and there's not much more left. Right. There's the the Antarctic uh, continent. There's the Greenland ice sheet, which is, you know, well into melting and um, um I, I, I'm trying to think. I did that calculation. Um, it's it's not 140 meters. I mean, we're 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 up pretty high. It may be another maybe another 20 or 30 meters. I mean, they're talking about you know the effect of of uh, the glaciers uh, in Greenland and Antarctica melting and flooding like you know, the East coast of the United States. So is so, it I some, mean, some say, a, uh, uh, Mark yeah. Carlotto, some people say that, uh, uh, Atlanta sank. Others says it was flooded out. Which, which one do you go for us? Okay. So, so, um, you know, the sinking part is, is, is really interesting because if you take Plato literally, um, You'd have to kind of look at places like the Azores. You'd have to look at the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. And some say that the peaks of the Azores are, you know, what's left of Atlantis. Mm. But um, the water there is really, really deep. It's it's thousands of feet deep. So it's not like it's a, you know, it 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 would have shrank, you know, a hundred, couple hundred meters and and so and you know now be below water but it's like thousands of feet so you know people that believe atlantis was in the middle of the atlantic ocean say well there was a major change in the earth's crust a major you know sinking you know and and other places it, it it rising um uh you know by huge amounts um, I don't really favor those approaches because it, it says that, you know, there's a lot, it calls for an explanation that there really isn't a lot of ge- uh, good geology to support. Um, it, it's it's kind of speculative. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a better, a better place to put Atlantis, if you believe that it sank, would be, um, would be uh, the Caribbean. So the Bahamas, uh, you know, off the coast of the United States, because mm-hmm. Those, you know, you're you're talking about features now like the Bimini Road and, you know, they discovered some pyramids off the coast of Cuba that are not under a lot of water, maybe a couple hundred feet of water. Mm-hmm. So those were above water during the last ice mm-hmm. age. How about so, those big, gigantic monoliths out, outside of Japan? That's right. Those are, 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 are sort of at a similar depth. Those could have been above water um, mm-hmm. when water levels were 140 meters lower mm-hmm. right now right. is is the ocean rising now or is it basically staying nominal well i mean it, it's it's rising uh yeah i mean it's rising as the uh as the climate warms and and mm-hmm. uh the the uh you know the 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 glaciers in um greenland and 
and Antarctica, uh, you know, as 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 they melt, uh, water levels are coming up. Well, doesn't historically slowly. doesn't it show though that there are cycles? You know, warming and then cooling and warming. I mean, couldn't we just simply be in a little bit of a warming cycle? But in our in, yeah. our, in our lifetime, because these cycles, when you're meted out over a thousand or ten thousand years, we'll never see anything dramatic uh, happen in our lifetime. That's that's right. These are not, and that's the thing. It's like if you read Plato and the, you know, if you take the story of Atlantis literally, this either sinking or or um, or whatever you want to call it happened very quickly, but it's unlikely based on the climate data that it that it did. It was you know during so over twenty thousand years now, water levels have changed one hundred and forty meters. That's a long time, and there are certainly periods where it was quicker. But uh, it didn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, right. it was there's fairly... a whole lot of there's a whole lot of rich folks that have property on the ocean and the, on the Atlantic and Pacific, and they don't seem to be very concerned about it. Although, uh, I mean, as far as ocean rising, although they'll tell the people in the interior the sky is falling, the ocean is going to drown us all. Yet they have ocean views. I don't see, I don't see them giving it up. So so let me ask. Yeah. We got we've got a question coming in here. Uh, and, and you mentioned. Uh, pole shift and we showed you that you showed your pole shift video isn't there um uh a, a woolly mammoth somewhere that was fro- instantly frozen and had daffodils in his mouth and it says that was indication of a of a flash freezing yes yes there's there's a lot of um there's a lot of what what's been called anecdotal uh stories like that uh about uh discoveries made of, of, of mammoths and other animals that appear to have been flash frozen. Um, it, but, you know, there never, and there, there never was a scientific study. A colleague of mine uh, who wrote the book, um, a, a related book called, uh, uh, what's it called? It is called, um, oh, uh, Deep History in the Ages of Man. His name is Mark Gaffney. He's a he's an environmentalist, and he's done a lot of the climate science work that kind of goes with with the you know, ideas that we're talking about here. And he's actually shown he's 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 uncovered some scientific papers that talk about climate changes in places like like uh, the UK over the last hundred thousand years, where uh, they have these these things called bone caves. So they're they're caves that are are sort of uh, sort of uh, sort of isolated and it's like they're like a little time capsule and uh, they've discovered uh, fossil remains in a number of these that are impossible to explain using our current uh, climate models for example um, there's one bone cave that has um, uh, the, the fossil remains of hyenas and elephants now how do they exist in the UK these are tropical or subtropical animals Mm-hmm. There's other caves, and this this is all in the UK that contain the fossil remains of the Arctic fox and and other mammals that exist in the polar region. How is that possible? Because you know Britain is in the temperate zone. Mm-hmm. So what what Mark has shown is that the pole shifts that we talk about in, in before Atlantis and the dating of those. So now we're at the the pole is in the Arctic. Before that, it was in Hudson Bay, I, I mentioned earlier. Before that, it was in the Norwegian Sea. 
Um, before that, it was Greenland, and before that, it was the Bering Sea, north of the Aleutian Islands. And this was over the last 100,000 years. He's correlated these dates with these climate changes and these bone caves, the fossils, in Britain. So um, so now we have more than the, uh, you know, we have these, these flash-frozen, um, you know, these sort of these anecdotal stories that take on new, me new meaning because they're not just like isolated stories. They're actually, they make sense. There's, there's actually a scientific theory that says, yeah, th this is all consistent with climate changes over this period of time. Uh, so it's not like these, you know, a lot of times these things come up and, and you know, scientists will kind of scratch their heads and it's like kind of like a, like a cutesy story, you know, like a, on this, you know, in the Sunday morning paper or something like that. Just something for entertainment. Um, but this stuff is actually legitimate and cannot be explained using cur current theories. And, you know, so so we have a new way of looking at things now that change the reference point, change the um, where the North Pole is. And all of a sudden now, a lot of a lot of this sort of anomalous data makes makes sense. It actually uh, it, it it's consistent with that theory. Hmm. All right. Uh, we have a, a, a viewer who says, uh, Mark, do you believe that the Smithsonian hides evidence of an advanced worldwide civilization? People have, and I and I've seen I've seen photographic evidence of, um, you know, um, you've heard stories of giants, right? Uh, these giant skeletons found yep. uh, all over the world. In in uh, I didn't realize they they found them on Catalina Island. Wow. Uh, but uh, in the southwest and. Uh, in in other parts of the world, in in Europe and uh, the Middle East and uh, everywhere. Anyway, um, I you know it, I I I always thought you know I saw the newspaper articles, but then I I, I, I started seeing a lot of photographic evidence, and and I was uh, talking to some people about it, and they said they had personal experiences about uh, knowing people that actually had done the research and all this information kind of disappears. They call the local museum, they come over, they check it out, they take, they take it with them, and then they, ne they never see the specimens uh, or, or, any of the, or any of the evidence again. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, you don't hear that once or twice. It, it seems like it's, it's a systematic effort. Um, and I have, I have to wonder about it, you know. I, so I, 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 I'm a little suspicious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, there seems to be accounts of giants all over the world, and you mentioned the mounds. Yeah. And who knows how many bones have been dug out of these mounds in the United States? Not that they've got ground-penetrating radar, and they know they're there, and then they just put a sign there that said, no trespassing, you know, because so all the others they've, they've took out. But But why do you think there's an effort to hide the fact that there were giants? Well, I think I think it's part of the effort that is keeping us from really knowing the true age of of our civilization of of hum well not of our civilization but of humanity um you know it's um i i think i think it, it, you know and this these conspiracy uh theories go beyond archaeology right i mean it's you know you uh ufology is full of them and anything that's that's alternative uh, is uh, it's there's always sort of that 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 uh, group that believes that you know the government's hiding all this information from us. Um, you know I I don't like to get too spun up over that. I kind of like to you know, I do what I do and you know 
people that are into that do, you know, do that. But, um, you know, I think, I think it's part of the, the tendency of, of scientists to sort of, you know, control the paradigm. You know, the paradigm is that, you know, we're, our, you know, our civilization began 10,000 years ago. And so that's, that's sort of the, um, that's, that's the party line. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's sort of the box that they create and they want to keep everything in that box. And anyone that wants to do any research, they got to play in that sandbox. If you want to play outside that sandbox, forget it. You're not going to get any money and we're not going to publish your papers. And, you know, we're not, you know, you're not going to be our friend. Um, you're not going to be viewed as, as a, as a mainstream, you know, as an academic, as a scientist. And so it's created this, this split between people that just sort of toe the party line uh, and those that look at the data and say, wait a second, um, there's all these anomalies that we can't explain what's going on. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I think the number of people doing that now and the number it's, it's, it's actually, I think it's, we're, it's starting to, um, I think it's become more uh, of an issue lately because with, you know, just the amount of data and the methods and some of these sensing technologies, mm -hmm. you mentioned ground penetrating radar. Yeah. Well, you know, we have all these sensors now. Mm -hmm. Well, let me, let me see. You can, you can see the background there. Uh, that and was we, my trip yeah. to uh, the mammoth dig in hot springs, Arkansas. And you mentioned about out of place animals. Well, these are woolly yeah. mammoths and, in within there and they had on the walls you can actually see it in the background there is an elephant there is a camel there's a hyena there's a giraffe they said all these skeletons are there well that is hot springs arkansas okay that was the middle of the country right there and their bones right. are you talk about out of place bones so that tells me at some point in time there is a a a, a, a pathway from different continents or that the earth was all of one temperature at one time, and all these animals existed everywhere. So, so there's this thing called the mammoth steppe. Uh, the steppe is like a you know a grassland uh, habitat where uh, where mammoths and similar species would graze. There's there's, there's enough food for them to to survive there. Um, if the mammoth steppe right now is 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 sort of uh, there's a little bit in this country, a little bit here, but um, like. It, it doesn't exist, for example, it doesn't exist in Mexico, yet they find uh, similar remains in Mexico. How, how can that be? If you change the point of reference and put the North Pole in Hudson Bay, the Mammoth Steppe extends from um, basically uh, Northern Europe across through China, uh, Bering Sea, uh, through um, uh, North America, through this region, and into Mexico. Mm -hmm. It forms this it's right now. It, it would. It looks on the globe today like like sort of like a curve like this. But if you change the point of reference at the North Pole, it's actually a band that exists within the temperate the temperate zone relative to this former pole. And so by, again, by, by it, the way, this I'm sorry. This this picture here was with, uh, sat in South Dakota when we went there. So, yeah. So obviously there was a land bridge and. Uh, yes. Yeah. That tells me that a lot of the Earth's population also intermingled. And was traveling around as well, bringing what they learned on one side of the planet to the other. Is that why we have pyramids all around the Earth at the same time? When, if you look at right now, so how they, how could they even communicate with each other back then? Yeah, uh, uh, not yeah, pyramids. Uh, you know that that structure seems ubiquitous. Um, why a pyramid? Perhaps because you know it's a shape that that will last forever. 
But um, in addition to pyramids, just the materials, the, the, the megaliths used, you know, in in um, in Lebanon uh, at Baalbek, there's a there's a thousand ton stone that was quarried and used uh, and, and stones of that size used uh, for the uh, structure uh uh, at, at Baalbek that, you know, that the Romans later built over. But the original structure there, the foundation stones are a thousand ton stones. Um, the stones in, um, in, in Peru, um, in, um, in the Sacred Valley in Peru, uh, hundreds of tons, and they were lifted from, well, they were moved from quarries uh, across valleys up, up, you know, huge, you know, mountains using, using what? They, the Incas didn't even have the wheel. And, and these stones were cut. These are the hardest stones. These are like granite and diorite and other, you know, really hard mm -hmm. igneous mm -hmm. stones. All these people had were were uh, copper and bronze tools. You can't cut stones like that with with soft tools like that. So it, it's it's like all throughout the world you have these these advanced you know, evidence of these advanced technologies. Mm -hmm. So I agree. There's not only were animals, you know. Uh, 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 migrating, but but uh, you know, I think we're talking about a worldwide civilization, not just Atlantis. So getting back to what we talked about in the beginning, not just this one place called Atlantis, but a time where you know uh, of of this era twenty thousand years ago plus that there was a previous civilization or civilizations mm -hmm. that were interacting and um, and creating these amazing structures. Mm -hmm. By the way. Um Mark Collado, I don't know if you saw on our website, we have a poll question for the viewers. We always target our poll questions to the guest's topic. And, of course, what was before Atlantis is the poll. And the possible answers are uh, ancient aliens, Adam and Eve, di only dinosaurs, Martians, another civilization, cavemen, or the Flintstones. <laughs> right now, 30% of people took that poll say before Atlantis was ancient aliens, 25% said it was Adam and Eve. Uh, I see the Flintstones got 3.95%. So we always have kind of a throw one in, uh, an answer in there to throw things off, but it looks like they're getting some votes over there. So, I mean, ancient aliens, man, I, mean, I don't know why people vote for that. Um, I guess there is this theory that Martians at one time inhabited the Earth, and they split, they went back to Mars or they the the planet was uninhabitable or so I don't know what the, the 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 theory is there but at some point they say that they and then there was your advanced technology from the advanced mm -hmm. Martians uh, I mean so but you know when we're talking about things that we can't actually prove I think every theory needs to be sort of tested okay well if that was the case in this and then how about that you know ask these peripheral questions to see if those type of theories no matter how outrageous, because the whole point of this thing is, Mark, we're being lied to. We're being bait and switch. We're being told what to believe and what to think. And, you know, don't look at that big giant skeleton over there. Don't look at that pyramid over there. You know, it was 100,000 mm -hmm. slaves with some rope. Well, what about the crystal skulls? Who had the who has the technology today to form a crystal skull out of a pure block of crystal? For one thing, where'd they get it from? Nobody knows that either. But there's no tool marks on those. Now, what kind of technology could do that? Yeah, so you know, um, I, 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 your poll question. Um, I'm surprised the Flintstones actually didn't get more. 
Well, you got time to vote. You can vote yourself. You can. I mean, I use that's what I used to think, but you know. Um, anyway, it, it's it seems like um, if it's if it if it wasn't us, it has to be ancient aliens. But why couldn't it have been a previous civilization or civilizations? In fact, what you know the hypothesis here is that it wasn't just one civilization at the time of Atlantis, but it was a series of them that go back and they were destroyed. If Think about our civilization. If it were destroyed, all of this technology, it's gone. We're be, we become hunter-gatherers again. Mm-hmm. We're not going to keep all this knowledge. I mean, we, we, we won't have the means of using it. We're going to be trying to survive. Mm-hmm. And so it, over time, it'll be, it'll be forgotten. The memories will be uh, captured and or carried uh, down through time and myth and legend and you know word of mouth, because you know if we don't have technology, you know how we you know how we're going to store this stuff. We're going to do it. You know, it's it, it's sort of like a global reset. Mm-hmm. So I think it's totally plausible that all this stuff was done by us, by humans, but by a by by civilizations that are lost to history. I mean, mm-hmm. it's. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's true. I. This is the hypothesis. This is the research that I'm doing to explore. Um, I mean, you could say it's ancient aliens, but it's sort of like, it's sort of like I call it like the Deus Ex Machina. Uh, this is thing from Greek tragedy or in, in Greek theater that you know, like the gods would come down to save the day at the end. Mm-hmm. It's like okay. If that's the case, if everything is just magic like this, then why even bother trying to figure it out? It's just, you know, mm-hmm. okay, it's ancient aliens and we're done. Let's, you know, let's uh, let's crack a beer and just uh, kick back and screw trying to figure any of it out. But if, but you know, that's, I mean, I'll I'll do that well, after. Uh, well, now there is there, after there, spending some time. But you want to be able to address it as a scientific question. To, yeah. in other words, to take it apart and say, okay. Are there other possibilities? And I, you know, I think that's 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 what we're trying to do here. Well, the, so the, the the Romans had sort of a, a, a pantheon of gods, and so did the Greeks. They said the the gods came down and helped out man, bringing technology. Of course, the Bible right. also talks about uh, uh, these things called the Nephilim that came down. Uh, even in something in the Book of Enoch, it said that these gods or these spiritual beings or whoever came down and, and taught men many of the things that they knew. I mean, you got to ask yourself, how did man know that a certain iron ore deep in, in, in the, you know, in the earth could, they could form stuff out of it. I mean, was that just where well, they were sitting around a campfire caveman? They just slayed a, you eating some uh, woolly mammoth uh, uh, th- uh, thighs and stuff. And then said, Hey, if we go and start digging rock and we heat it up, we can make tools. I mean, it seems like somebody kind of told them what to look for. Yeah. So th- there is there is that possibility that there was an yeah. external force or knowledge that was brought in or brought down to man. Now, in, in that line of thinking, too, as well, so you, you say you have these Nephilim, as far from the biblical, biblical sense, but you also right. have giants. In, there's a book called The Book of Giants, and there's many giants talked about in the Bible. I don't know any other book that talks about them so much other than that. And it also talks about a worldwide flood. So there are three things historically that seemed to be and I know you have uh, uh, it seemed like you had something of, of Jerusalem on your website too as well yeah. seems historically from the biblical standpoint seems to be the knowledge that man had was given to man from an external force 
he didn't think of these things on his own, but it seems the, the most consistent story it seems to be the biblical narrative. Right. Okay. So I'm not saying necessarily that we figured this stuff out every time. I, I, I believe that there's been these cataclysms, these um, um, disillusions, if you want to call them. Uh, but, you know, we go through these cycles. And that it's happened more than once. I mean, everyone sort of buys into the to the biblical story uh, of of the flood, the biblical biblical floods. But there's you know there's there's flood myths exist throughout the world, and it may not be the same flood. It may there may have been other floods, other disasters. So you know the the hypothesis is that it's happened multiple times. How we um, sort of gotten ourselves back up in, you know, back whether we've done it or whether there's been uh, another external force um, is, a, you know, that's certainly a possibility. I'm not mm -hmm. ruling that out. I'm just saying yeah. that it's happened more than once. Yeah, I see, what, I see what you're saying. And certainly there seemed to be a flood of some sort that happened uh, worldwide because we talk about the structures off Japan and the Bimini Road or, and who knows what's, they continue to find even uh, Roman goddesses and, and such in, in the water so we know at some point unless they were taking 100 ton statues on a boat a rickety old boat you know yeah. in the year 200 and dumping them out in the ocean i'm not sure they could do that or would they, or they would do that but there are these stories of this worldwide type of flood scenario what does mainstream right. science do they agree that these civilization historic stories indicate from all over the world that there was at least a major flood, if not secondary and third type floods as well. Yeah. And, you know, there some of these myths have been explored, like in Central Asia, uh, there's a myth uh, of a flood by, by the Zoroastrian uh, religion. Um, and uh, that actually appears to be correlated with, with events that took place after the last ice age where uh, the Medit you know, the water levels uh, started rising and uh, water began to surge through the Bosphorus uh, in, uh, you know, in, in, um, in uh, the, the uh, eastern Mediterranean and through a cascade of, of basins, it made its way into Central Asia, uh, which it's an area that's all desert now, but it was different, um, you know, thousands of years ago. And, and anyway, that's, there's some basis for that flood being um, the motivation or the inspiration of, of the Zoroastrian flood myth. And and so and and you know I, there's been similar research done in Mesopotamia, um, you know in uh, in some of the excavations there they found evidence of mm -hmm. of um, you know seashells and, and and other things uh, yeah. that would correlate with Can, the flooding. Isn't in that true though? And this is something I've found. I, I don't yeah. know. And on my hiking experience, I don't know. It seems like I have found seashells on every mountain that I've ever climbed. Yeah. Now you mentioned myths. How many stories does it take worldwide? Because the last account I heard, there's at least 137 civilizations that claim of a worldwide flood, cataclysmic flood, and I don't know that we can put it in the myth category. Now, the specific details could be argued, but when you have that sort of uh, documentation and historical record, because who's to say it's not a historical record? I mean, it's gotten from ancient documents and 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 tab tablets and every other kind of method that they kept track. So how can we keep that? How do we keep that in a myth category? Should it just be not a myth, but more 
if the details need to be examined further? Yeah, so so you know, so archaeologists have to find some uh, some remi- some some fossil remains, some uh, artifacts of an advanced civilization that's at a level in the ground that they can, based on stratification, they can date to that period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know that whether that information's been uncovered but is suppressed, or whether you know, like you were suggesting, or whether it it hasn't been been found yet whether the smoking gun so to speak hasn't been mm-hmm. found yet is is also another possibility mm-hmm. uh not being someone that can dig in the ground i saw the po- i i saw it another another avenue which is if you look at these sites and you can you know everyone's got google earth and google maps you can go anywhere in the world you can look at at uh, temple mount in jerusalem you can look at the parthenon you can look at machu picchu and you can look at all these sites, and they're not aligned to the cardinal directions. So, you know, getting back to to what I've done is I've correlated these alignments where with where where the pole, the North Pole, hypothetically was, you know, over the last hundred thousand years. I mentioned four pole locations. It turns out that that those four pole locations, if you view those as reference points, mm-hmm. and and such in the same way that today we line things north, south, east, and west. If the North Pole was in a different place, and they were in, you know, previous civilizations did the same thing, they these sites would not be aligned north, south, east, and west today, but they would point to these previous poles. I have found 500 sites throughout the world that point to these previous poles, mm-hmm. and. Um, what's I think significant about it is that a very simple idea that the pole has moved four places explains all of these sites in a way that archaeologists cannot explain. They, for, for many of these sites, they say, well, you know, they, they're sort of aligned to the sun, but not precisely. Or, you know, they are aligned based on local practices or, you know, some date they say uh, it, it, it's, it's very ad hoc, I guess, would be the term I would use. And so, you know, the hallmark of, of a of a good theory in science is that it explains a lot with with very few facts. So I'm not, you know, I don't want to use ancient aliens. I don't want to use all these specialized ad hoc explanations. Mm-hmm. Just a simple theory can explain a lot. And that theory takes you back 100,000 years to not just one flood, one cataclysm, but a series of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so just sort of tying it together. I think this takes it out of the realm of myth, like you were suggesting, and it should be sci- It should be an area that's investigated um, in science today, but it's not because mm-hmm. it's um, because it's outside the box. Yeah, uh, Mark Colado, I, I asked you earlier what, and, and in the beginning, the first hour, you know, what would be the reasoning for um, uh, trying to rewrite history or hide history from us? There's so many stories of giants. I mean, you can. There's somebody who's got a whole website of early American articles of early Americans finding giants. Maybe I think even Abraham Lincoln saw one of the skeletons somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but there, 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 there is. But I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, uh, propose a reason. And we, I mentioned a couple of the biblical narratives: the giants, the flood, the Nephilim coming down and giving. Uh, or the gods of some sort, sons of gods, given man information. Those those all go along to a, a sort of another narrative which exists. And of course, we're talking about the flood here, 
or a major flood, and, and given that I'm sure there were other floods as well, but um, there. How about this? That you and you and tie this into your pole shift, and tie this into uh, the graphic that I showed you of the of the mammoth bones that had other animals in it that seemed to be they should be in the other side of the planet, and then I suggested that it was probable probable that the Earth was at one temperature at one time, and all these animals existed simultaneously, which would indicate to me that at some point the Earth was like enveloped in some sort of vapor canopy and all the earth the the moisture in the earth was all the same and the temperature as sort of like in a terrarium sense held held that you so you had palm trees in in the desert and and that's where you find the oil because obviously a tremendous amount of animal and plant activity caused that to be there so sometimes those the deserts around the world had fauna galore but yeah. so this terrarium type of thing now going to your pole shift it the earth tilted and broke that canopy that canopy broke and that moisture that was in the atmosphere came down and that was the 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 form formed the the at least the major cataclysmic flood uh, on the earth and that's why then that's when the poles then instantly froze on top and bottom because the poles shifted and the, the terrarium part of it, the moisture barrier, broke apart, and it came down in that, in that. What do you think about that? Well, I it's it's not it's not the it's not the theory that I'm that I'm uh, proposing, but uh, you know, I mean, it's I mean, it's possible. I mean, anything is anything is possible. Um. um I don't know. Does it? I'd have to think about. Does it violate, you know, any of the laws of, of physics, right? Because, you know, anything. I mean, look, we, we exist in the in the we exist in the in the physical world. So it's gotta, you know, it's gotta it's gotta make sense, right? Mm -hmm. So could you have a whole planet at a constant temperature? Um, you know, maybe if you were inside of uh, something like a like a Dyson sphere or something like that, where, or, you know, they well, talk like about... I said, well, like I suggested, the, the this vapor barrier would do it. A yeah, I, 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 I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, an, I'm an electrical well, engineer, okay. not a uh, not a climate scientist, although I play one on TV. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, uh, Daniel, I, I, in order to do what I'm doing, it's, it's I have to kind of, not I have to be able to wear a lot of different hats and be able to sort of co-opt and, and sort of take information from different domains and try to correlate it and put it together. So I, you know, I'm not an expert in any of these. I'm, it's it's tricky being a generalist because you uh, you're 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 on shaky ground. You're on thin ice often. Um, but um, you know, like I said, it's you know when things kind of hold together with you know with a when a simple explanation explains a lot. And I mean that that's a simple that's a simple explanation as well. I just don't know if it's um, if it's something that is 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 physically if if it, if it would work if it mm -hmm. if the physics would work. Mm -hmm. But it's possible. I mean. Okay. All right. All right. I don't know. Uh, at least we're at least at least we have you in the, in in the possible realm there. You haven't dismissed that out of hand completely. So any any anything is you know I think in my book uh, a lot of things are possible. Um, and you know, I think, okay, is this possible? Yeah, it's possible. Is it probable? Uh, it may not be probable. 
Um, and, you know, and even this, you know, this poll shit idea is so, um, so many people say it's nonsense. You know, it's, it's fake science. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's total nonsense. And so, you know, it, you know, uh, you'd have to be totally insensitive not to take it to heart and say, you know, is this, is, is this stuff really crazy? What am I doing here? But when but you look it, at the but, data but, but there and it doesn't, there, when it, you look at the data and it explains so much, it's like, yeah. it, I, it, if it's not, if it's impossible, then why is it the only explanation? Right. At least the only one I've but come it across. Is, it is another, another supportive fact on that would be, of course, as I suggested, the deserts at some point had massive amounts of greenery and, right. and, and, and animal activity. But let me go to, I've got a lot of questions coming in. So let's get to okay. our audience here for you, uh, Mark. Uh, Doug from Virginia says, do you know the fossilized human footprints in Red Rose, Texas? Yeah. So, um, I, I don't know of though of them by name, but I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with a lot of these, uh, these footprints that were preserved from, um, Thousands, and I think in South America there are some that go back like many tens of thousands of years. Um, but the southern U.S. is is very interesting. I, you know, when I when I wrote Beyond Atlantis, um, when I first started off before Atlantis, I was looking at sites like you know Egypt and in the Middle East and South uh, South America, and I hadn't even considered the United States because I figured, well, it's, you know, it was under an ice sheet, you know, what's going to be, what are we going to find in the United States? Well, it turns out the ice sheet only went as far, you know, we talked about this earlier as, um, you know, like Great Serpent Mount, you know, Ohio. So the Southern U.S., Texas, was not under ice during the ice age. And, um, and I've heard these stories about, uh, about these, uh, evidence of, 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 of modern man, uh, ten, you know, tens of thousands of years ago. There's also a place called, uh, I think I have it here. Have you ever heard of this place called Rockwall, Texas? No. Oh, wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did hear about that. It's, it's a wall that was built maybe for miles. This is really cool. It was discovered in the 1800s. And, um, this is North, this is, uh, Northeast of Dallas. And, uh, this whole area has been totally developed. Um, I, I think they're 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 really tr literally trying to cover this thing up. But there were excavations, and it's really hard to find out much about this. But it appears that there was a massive structure, um, miles in size, um, that was, and they were they had excavated sections of it um, in the 1800s into the 1900s. Uh, you can't see any of it from the air now. It's all it's all buried. But this structure, uh, you know, they, they, geologists say it's it's natural, but it has, um, you know, when you when you have um, blocks like this, and this is this is a reconstruction, and the joints, you know, if the joints go straight down, mm -hmm. uh, it's it's likely natural. But if they're if they're offset, you know, like in brickwork, um, it's that that's generally taken as it being a, a, an artificial man-made structure. Yeah. And that's what this wall evidently uh, looks mm -hmm. like, uh, the sections that have been ex excavated. And this this structure, um, talking about alignments, well, this structure is aligned to the Hudson Bay Pole. Mm -hmm. So what I believe when this wall was built uh, 20 plus thousand years ago, the North Pole was in Hudson Bay, Northern US was under Ice Age, 
Um, Texas was in the northern temperate zone, so it would have had the climate like, um, you know, like North Dakota, Minnesota, you know, any of the northern tier states. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, there was no ice there, and people lived there, and this enormous structure was built, and it's buried in the ground. And it's aligned in this in this direction, the same direction that hundreds of other sites throughout the world are aligned. They all point well, to this Hudson Bay Pole. To, and thank you for that. Uh, my earlier uh, overall tying a lot of things you said into the biblical narrative end of it, and we're and my 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 initiation to that was to say a reason of why history is trying to be hid because those things, the giants the flood, the um, pole shift, all are in that biblical narrative, which the system, the government, that's not part of the educational establishment, they do not want to support that. They don't want any facts ever to support that. So they'll come up with any kind of strange formula to suggest why these things seem to be true, that the earth was in a sort of a vapor canopy of a, like a, in a terrarium, that there was a, a tilt and the flood, and then it was a flood, and it was worldwide, and technology came down. They don't want that narrative out there. I mean, I mean no. we just discussed that all narratives need to be examined. That happens to be one that is so taboo that they'll say a, a, a freaking alien came down and they was doing some building work down here. Anything, maybe maybe it was some some midgets or something. Anybody, anything other than a biblical narrative. All right, let's get back to some questions for you here. Here we go. Uh, put Yahweh first. Says Mark, have you heard of the seven sleepers in Ephesus, Turkey? It was on Ancient Aliens History Channel just now. Uh seven sleepers. Uh, I know the seven sages, and there's you know it's it's sort of like like the Apkalu, you know in the you were talking about them uh, earlier, uh, the Nephilim, and you know all these these beings that seem to have some role in our um, in our in guiding our destiny. Uh, I don't know, mm-hmm. um, but I, in, in Turkey, I have not um, I've not I'm not familiar with that. No, okay. I, and I'll have to check that out. Okay, here we go. Uh, this is from Curious. Yeah. Says Mark, any info on Lumeria? It was a rival civilization to Atlantis. So um, there was a, uh, a 19th century French um, archaeologist. He was uh, uh, actually a photographer, and he spent years in, um, in Mexico. Uh, his name was Augustus Le, uh, Le Plagion. And he, um, he has his own translations of a lot of the, uh, the Mayan codices. <clears throat> and and um, his translation suggested that there was a that that uh, Atlantis and he believed that Atlantis was actually in uh, in in uh, Mesoamerica is in the Yucatan. In other words, the Mayans were the 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 uh, survivors of Atlantis, but that that was actually part of a larger civilization that he called uh, uh, Mu that was popularized by James Churchill. Um, and uh, and and so the idea is that Again, um, it wasn't just limited to one place, but it was a much larger civilization. Um, you know, again, with sort of Plato, you know, saying Atlantis was in the middle of Atlantic. Well, you know, the Azores are all that's there, and it's it doesn't seem to be a lot of evidence. There's not a lot of evidence for Lemuria, um, for Mu in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. However, if 
a lot of the islands there have structures that ancient structures that that are you know similarly aligned to these ancient poles I talk about. So it's possible that Lemuria was not a single landmass, was but was instead of like a vast arch, uh, archipelago of you know islands much larger than they are today because sea levels were lower. Um, but islands nonetheless uh, throughout the Pacific. And it's possible that there was a pre, you know, an, well, an Ice Age civilization that existed at that time in the Pacific Ocean. It's actually a, an article uh, on my blog um, that talks about that, um, the possibility, and some, has some maps and shows some of these sites. Okay. You can check it out. All right, this is from Rose. Yeah. Uh, Rose says, uh, what do you know about the Tartarian Empire that supposedly existed before us? They say they built buildings on top of Tataria to cover it up. So, so this whole idea of um, now is is, uh, is this the is, is the uh, Tartarians the ones um, the survivors the, uh, the uh, ruins are in Spain is that the one? I'm not sure about that. Um. So you know this whole idea of building over things. This is actually a key idea. So I'm not saying that any of these sites that are aligned to these poles were, are, uh, I'm not saying that like, um, um, you know, you know, pick a site like, uh, like Teotihuacan, North of Mexico city. I've been there, you know, it's not, it's not 40,000 years old. I believe it was built over something earlier. Um, you know, if you go to, if you go to Rome, you, you know, Rome was built, uh, structures in Rome were built on tops of the roofs of, previous structures there. Um, the Parthenon in Athens is built over an earlier Parthenon. We build over things. And so this, this the idea is called adaptive reuse. So I don't think necessarily that they were, that anyone was trying to disguise what they're doing. It's just sort of a natural process that um, when, when, you, when, you, when you move in, uh, you take what's there and you're not going to pour new foundations. It's like, just, you know, let's use what's there and build over. It's mm -hmm. easier. Uh, New York City is another example. Um, so it's a worldwide practice, and 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 that's really, mm -hmm. I think, or New, that's really or New Orleans. Idea. New Orleans is a good example. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, in some places it's it's sinking, right? So, but you know, presumably hey, hey, it's hey, it's Mark, down have you, there. Have you ever heard of uh, mud fossils? Um, I don't. I don't know. Okay, that'd be a good search for you. Take a look at that. Uh, mud but fossils. there is this. Um, People have said that the Devil's Tower rock out out west is actually a gigantic petrified stump of a tree, and if that's true, because they said there's rings and everything on the top of it, and it's just sitting out there. It's called the Devil's Tower. Some people, and that would be sort of the mud fossil thing that that these giants that existed, and there's there's figurines that can be seen aerially looking down. I know there's one of a of a elephant. There's one of a woman. Uh, there's one of uh, several faces, as as if they were these enormous enormous giants that may have been covered in mud. Again, back to the giant flood that covered the earth, and they were covered in mud, and then they sort of became petrified. All right, let's get to a few more yeah. questions. Uh, Grumpy says, uh, <clears throat> uh, Mark, should the pole flip? Should the poles flip? What would that mean to humans? If it flips again, what does that mean to humans? So, um, so the poles flipping, that's the whole, uh, the idea there is the magnetic poles. You're, in, in other words, if the magnetic pole flipped, your compass, instead of pointing north, points the other way. 
The North Pole becomes the South and vice versa. Um, this happens, and um, and they're not sure why, um, but there's evidence, and I talk about this in, there's an article uh, on, on the blog, uh, that that's correlated, that that event is actually correlated with what's called supervolcanic events. So when that happens, you get massive volcanoes going off and, uh, you know, spewing gas and, you know, basically creating um, like, you know, uh, nuclear winter kinds of scenarios where the temperature drops on Earth and all that for, you know, many years. Um, these ap appear to be correlated with pole shifts. So if another one happens, it's possible that it could be followed by a pole shift. And how, you know, I don't know as if we have the time to really get into that now. Um, I, I could spend a few minutes. But let me just say this. The, 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 uh, the model I have is that the, you know, the Earth is, is um, you know, we have this magnetic field that comes from the core, the core of the Earth, the, the molten okay. core. And the, the crust of the Earth um, sits on the mantle and it, and it can move. You know, the plates, the, the, you know, plate tectonics, they move around, the continents move around. The theory in, in, in crustal displacement is that the whole crust can actually shift. It doesn't, and it, but it can't normally do that because it's too big and it's just, there's not enough force. Mm -hmm. So the, 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 the hypothesis is that when a, a geomagnetic reversal occurs, when the, when the magnetic pole flips, the, the, the magnetism of the crust is opposite from the core. And it's sort of like you put two North Poles together, they, they repel. And so the whole crust, when that happens, can move. And the hypothesis is that the moon the same way it pulls the oceans, starts to pull on the earth, on the land, and causes the, the crust of the earth to shift. And um, so if this were to happen, there's a possibility if this, if this is true, that it could create a crustal displacement, and it would be one of these, you know, once in every, or I should say, yeah, once in every like 20 to 30,000 year uh, events that are sort of like like a global reset. It's like it's a global cataclysm, mm -hmm. volcanic eruptions, uh, floods, and you know all the stuff of you know biblical proportions, right? right. So that's it would be it could be a big deal. Mm -hmm. All right, Life Station Express says Mark was Atlantis before or after Adam and Eve? Um, well, you know if 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 there are these global okay if there are these global resets. And uh, and someone is helping us out, as you suggest. Maybe the you know Adam and Eve story isn't isn't you know a once uh, it happens once, but it, perhaps it happens periodically. So I think it's it's all the stuff is cyclical. Mm -hmm. Are you saying that then everybody got wiped out? including Adam and Eve and then Adam and Eve restarted it, but they'd have to get here somehow, wouldn't they? I, I don't know. These see these questions are beyond my pay grade. I can just go, you know, I, I go so far. Uh and then it's, you know, I'm I'm honest with you. It's it's speculation. I don't know. Um you know. Okay. All right. Curious <laughs> ask this question, Mark. Do you agree or know about the history of Atlantis spoken of in the Emerald Tablets of Thoth? Thoth. Oh yeah, I, I've heard of them and um um 
I don't think I really know enough to I, I I've heard of them, but I really don't uh, know enough to say anything more. Yeah. Just just say I, I can't answer that. <laughs> I can't answer that. I see there there's there's uh there's an interesting um text uh, ancient uh, Egyptian texts that talk about the founders of the Egyptian civilization coming from the West. And a lot of these, uh, I think uh, this is tied uh, tied in with 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 that. Um, mm-hmm. So the or pre-dynastic, really early, you know, early uh, the origin of the Egyptian civilization, uh, tens of thousands of years ago. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Doug in Virginia says, um, "Have you heard of the ancient artifacts inside rocks being found in coal mines and digging wells? A steel hammer was found with steel purer than anything we can make now." Yeah, so these are these are these out of place artifacts that they have uh, been finding throughout the world. Um, that again, you can't explain them in terms of they're so deep that they predate the industrial age. Just to be specific, right? So how did they get there? Um, so yeah, there's a there's a lot of them, and the idea that there's been previous civilizations just simply uh, the if you if you buy that as as a possibility, then these these out of place artifacts are the artifacts from these previous civilizations because they were more advanced. They got buried and now they're they're down there and you know we find them and uh, they're deep because they're old. All right. And yeah. Okay. How about this one here? I don't think we've gone down enough rabbit holes, uh, so let's go down this one. <laughs> Are there people that live in the inner Earth as if they escaped some of these these catastrophes on uh, terrestrial land and they went in Earth? Could there possibly be people living down there? One of my favorite stories is journey to the center of the Earth, mm-hmm. um, and um, you know it, it's it's like you get you get this. Uh, a lot of people are believe this and believe that's where the alien bases are that they're that they're underground um and i mean there's a lot of stuff underground that we don't understand uh so yeah i don't know there there could be something underground Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't i don't think think, something or someone i don't think the earth is hollow i mean i think it's possible that there are you know vast subterranean areas you know they're 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 talking about these uh subterranean areas on the moon and on mars as being you know really good places to build habitats Mm -hmm. you know you have similar structures on earth they're called lava tubes um where um you know you and and you can certainly create you can manufacture excavate uh areas um we know that you know we know the government and we know you know that civilizations have done this there are caves in turkey um, that go down hundreds of feet that that held mm-hmm. thousands of people. Yeah. And so I mean this, and, and it's not an exception. They're they're all over the world. You know mm-hmm. why? And 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 I always wonder because I knew about those. How did I mean you you can't carry a torch from up there to way the hell down in there? Seems to me they had some sort of artificial lighting, maybe a battery. I mean there is those Egyptian petroglyphs that show. Uh, like a like a yeah. light bulb, like they they yeah. figured out a battery in a light bulb. Yeah, I, I and you wonder yeah, if you had fires going for cooking, uh, maybe maybe they were very well ventilated, but there's a lot of carbon monoxide. I mean, 
if, if we cry, if we tried to build something like that, we'd probably screw it up and we'd end up killing thousands of people. But yet, I mean, it, I, I don't know. They seem to have figured it out. Let's, uh, let, let, let me ask you this question here. Uh, so I think we, we are in, a, in agreement that history is being hid. The, the true earth history is being hid for one of reason. I posited a very good explanation earlier. You've, you've had a few yourself. Um, mm -hmm. But if that's the case, in such a large scale of lying and deception, bait and switch and who knows what, can you think of another topic that that is on that scale besides the revisionist history of the earth and ancient civilizations, Atlantis included, as you know, they will put it in the myth category and, you know, just go back to caveman, caveman to a city, to New York City, you know, that type of thing. Those kind of quick jumps with nothing in between and nothing before, nothing after. Can you think of another topic that is on that scale of deception? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, for me, because I kind of came, I, I mean, I was, what I'm doing here is, is uh, you know, fairly recent. Uh, years ago in the 90s and the 80s, I was doing UFO research. And, you know, I think the whole UFO phenomenon is, is, uh, is a prime example. And, you know, what I think all these have in common is um, there, there is a community that has that, that, that sort of regarded as the experts. Um, it could be the powers that be, the governments of the world or the scientists, the scientific organizations. And if they don't have the answer, if they don't know, that's that's sort of a bad thing. Um, you know, I, I think it's okay not to know, but um, maybe it's human ego, uh, something fundamental in our nature, at least as groups or as organizations. Organizations have to know, and if they don't know something, I think they may change the narrative uh, to suit their purposes. So okay. if science can't explain these anomalies, they just say, well, they don't exist. Right, and I think I think I heard somebody put it this way, and you maybe heard it explained this way. It's sort of, and I may may get this wrong. Something like, uh, what the government doesn't um, control doesn't exist. Then that would be information. If they can't control yeah. that information, that information doesn't exist. They only want what they can control. Nothing else. Nothing else matters to them. I, yeah, I, I think that there, there's a certain amount of truth in that. You know, I, I don't necessarily see it as being nefarious. Um, I, I think oftentimes people, if, if you can't tell people that everything's okay, then 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 they get become people. Come, a lot of people become fearful in in the face of the unknown, and you know, a lot of people want to know. When they go to bed at night, they want to know. You know, they want they want there to be some certainty and. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that's what governments provide, right? They provide certainty. They provide security. And if you can't provide that, if like with the UFOs threat, if they were to say, you know, we don't know what's going on here, then people are going to panic. So I think they, you know, they act like they know what's going on. But I, I, I don't think they really know what's going on. Well, it seems to me that this UFO story is, is breaking free uh, from uh being sort of sequestered. That's another one of those topics. They can't control the narrative. So they say it didn't exist. Now it's beyond their ability. Now they're trying to jump in. And of course there's the Tic Tac videos and which is like years yeah. later, they had them for you sitting on them for years. This is kind of, this is kind of the crap that we got to deal with. You know, why do we need to wait on them to, to say whether something exists or is true or not, or, or not? 
Um, but it seems to me that that na- that narrative of the UFO is 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 getting out there, and they're going to they're ha- they're being forced to address it now. Yeah, I mean they're they're addressing it. They're not saying that they know what it is. I mean, it's clear that that I don't know if the truth is out there that the the, uh, the um, the data is out there. The information is out there. The videos, the reports. I mean, all you know, everything that Project Blue Book and all these other organizations have been collecting. You know, all this stuff. Now, in the in light of these 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 disclosure statements, it's all legitimate stuff now. But there's there's no truth. They don't know what it is. And 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 people keep saying, well, the government knows. They're just not telling us. I don't think the government knows. And and so that's why I you know. I think it's it might be good to sort of like just, you know, step back a little bit and not get so spun up over this and say, hey, look, we got with the UFO phenomenon with ancient mysteries. We have things that we don't understand. Let's let's just try to study them and see what we can learn about them rather than getting, you know, into this 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 narrative that, oh, they're not telling us they're they're, they're keeping the truth from us. Maybe they're maybe they just don't know. Uh, Maybe we just need to, like, be a little bit more uh, humble realize that we don't know all the answers and, you know, maybe try to figure them out as, as I mean, cause humans are curious. We want, you know, that's why we mm-hmm. went to the moon because mm-hmm. we're curious. So right. let's, in that spirit, let's, let's do it, you know? And that's, that's kind of where I'm coming from. Yeah. I know, I know you mentioned the, the truth, you know, Jesus made the, the, the unbelievable claim and say, said that he said, I am the truth. And I guess if, if one was to know Jesus, they would know the truth. And then, all these other peripheral questions may kind of just fade away, but there's there is there is truth out there, and I think that we can find it yeah. if we look for it. We have to look at look for it in places that aren't are just normally left aside, especially if somebody says don't look. And now, maybe you can help me out here. Is is 90% of the Grand Canyon off limits? There's a huge amount of it. There's no trust. You can't go there. And some people say it's because there's so many Egyptian artifacts there. And if you go look around the Grand Canyon, there's a lot of Egyptian names to all different sorts of places. Are they? Is the evidence in plain sight, and they're, they're just forbidding us to go over there? I've asked about that, and I've actually asked some pretty uh, sort of open-minded, uh, like archaeologist types, about it, and they said there's really, there's really no. It's just a, it's just a wives' tale. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, I've seen I've seen uh, those stories about the uh, you know was it a cave or it was some opening discovered and they found all kinds of, of Egyptian artifacts and stuff. Um, but I I don't know. I mean, it's 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 in as we far are as talking I know, about the government. We are talking about the government here, and we know yeah, if there were liars, we said, we mentioned Jesus is the truth. Well, the government is a lie, is a liar, and the father of it. I mean. Everything that we're being told by the government is a lie. I mean, we have to really, Mark, you and I and the people watching the show, we got to, like, fight out of this sort of matrix goo because they're pumping it. It's like the society pumps these lies and deceptions and mistruths into us. But we got to fight our way out, fight our way out. And I think you're trying to fight your, your way out by researching into ancient civilizations. Yeah, I, and I think we can all do that just by just – by, um being critical thinkers, not, not taking everything for granted. You know, I, I say, uh, believe everything and believe nothing. Uh, you know, so I think there might be a grain of truth in, a, in, 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 a, in a lot of stuff, 
stuff that we might at first blush sort of discount, but you sort of consider it and then, but you don't believe it. And, you know, you, you look for your own answers. Um, and uh, just because someone says something, um, you know, you, you don't always, ex- you, you shouldn't have to accept it. You have to, there's, there's a lack of critical thinking in our society. And I think, uh, I think, you know, it would be a good thing if we were to do more of it because that would, that's, that would be the freedom. That's the way of getting out of this, out of this mess. This matrix goo and these lies. This hey, goo. Yeah. I, yeah. I'll tell you what, man. Uh, in fact, here, let me just go ahead and get us in the matrix here. All right. You and I in the matrix now. All right, so uh, hey, let's let's check our poll here, uh, Mark Carlotto. Uh, and then, of course, the poll question on the website for those watching the program. You can take the poll now. We've got a few more minutes left. What was before Atlantis? Your choices are only dinosaurs, another civilizations, Adam and Eve, cavemen, ancient aliens, Martians, or the Flintstones. And Mark, I know you're rooting for the Flintstones. Let's check it. Hit that poll result. Boom. Uh, hey, I think Flintstones coming up, but we're still. <laughs> We're, we're we're still at ancient aliens, man. Before I, I guess the aliens inhabited the earth, and and then the civilizations came, or maybe who knows? I, I'm not sure how that kind of goes there. So hey, I'll tell you what though, uh, your books in your website. Tell me about that. What's in them? Um, What's so, on your website? So, What's... so yeah, so my books are self-published. Um, they're available on Amazon. Uh, they're available uh, print and, and Kindle, uh, although a lot of people have problems with the Kindle edition because these are um, my latest book. It's it's kind of a big it's a big book. It's got a lot of a lot of figures and graphics, and it's hard to do a Kindle version of that. But I mean, if you have a big you know uh, tablet, you can you can read it no problem. So anyway, they're available on Amazon. Um, all of my books are available on Amazon. Uh, if you go to beforeatlantis.com, that's kind of the blog and website that I'm sort of into right now, and uh, that's where the ancient, you know, the ancient uh, mysteries work that I'm doing now. And there's links to get to other content that I have. Um, now, what's but, the difference? Uh, what's the difference between the the book in our background and the the other book that we had there? Okay, so uh, so before Atlantis was what I uh, I published this in 2018, mm-hmm. and 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 this really presents sort of the uh, initial evidence that hey look there's there's a lot of sites on the planet that seem to point to these pole locations but there wasn't a whole lot of like uh, context so what I do in Beyond Atlantis is I tie in the um, what's what we discovered in these different parts of the world and it's actually amplified quite a bit there were like 100 200 sites discussed in before Atlantis and now it's up to like 800 sites. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on you know continued research and and what I do in in beyond Atlantis is I tie it in with the civilizations the sort of the lost civilizations in those parts of the world so I have kind of a, a sort of a, a context for saying there's these early civilizations they don't really know where they started how they originated but if you buy into this pole shift idea there was evidence that there was a previous civilization in this part of the world, and this later civilization, you know, this lost civilization, are their descendants. So is I'm trying to establish kind of like a historical kind of context so that the stuff isn't just, um, you know, just sort of out there, but it actually, you can tie it in with world history, with world ancient history, mm-hmm. with the Greeks, with the Romans, with, you know, uh, you know, the Sumerians uh, mm-hmm. and Chinese, everyone. I there's like 20 chapters, and I talk about sites all over the world. Hmm. 
Interesting. So it's yeah. very, it's a very, very ex extensive. Yeah. So I know how we we were talking about testing different theories earlier in the first hour. You know, okay, well, this, you know, and we said, well, no matter how different it is from our current world view, and I, from everything that you said in the in the last hour and a half, Mark, none of it seems to be against sort of the biblical uh, narrative. I think, and I love ancient civilizations. I think ancient civilizations go hand in hand with that. So I think they all work together. Um, I think it needs to be on the table. Well, Mark, we're right at the end of the broadcast. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, and then uh, let me ask you something, though. In your books, are there pictures and discussions of a lot of ancient civilizations? Because I'm, oh, yeah. I'm a picture guy it, myself. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's there's there's, there's tons okay. of pictures. Oh, I mean, um, Love that. Yeah, I mean, that. I'm, I'm a visual guy. And, um, you know, the, the chap, there's a chapter on... Uh, on uh, the Middle East, on Jerusalem and Baalbek and, and places mm -hmm. like, like that in, in that part of the world. And, you know, some of the research I cite, the early research was done by bi biblical scholars in the, in the um, 1800s and 1900s. Mm -hmm. And so they were going to these sites to try to understand how, they, how the biblical stories sort of fit into an archaeological context. And so I, that's the starting point for me. That's where I, in these chapters, that's where I go. That's where I start. Nice, so. nice. All right. Well, Mark Colado, I appreciate you coming on the Edge broadcast. How do you like the interview uh, style we have? Because I know you've been on a lot of shows. I it's it's great. I I, I really enjoy talking with you. Uh, it it just I can't believe it's almost ten o'clock. The time just sort of flew by. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's good. Thanks for thanks very much for having me. I much appreciate it. Okay, Mark, and thank you. Thank you. All right.